Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. Mostly your calls the rest of the way. College basketball, NFL, college football championship week among the headliners. We can jump into the other things as well with your calls shortly. Joining us now, as promised, one of our favorites on the NFL in his capacity as the voice of the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta will serve as the host for your Carolina Panthers. No Ron Rivera on one sideline. Some are wondering how much longer Dan Quinn will be the head coach on the other sideline. By the way, the ACC network, and as we bring in West Durham, the voice of the Falcons, the voice of the ACC network, the voice of the ACC in many ways as well, that channel, which debuted in August, remember, has Duke visiting Virginia Tech tonight, the surprising Hokies against the top five Blue Devils. ACC Network gets State at Wake tomorrow afternoon. ACC Network also gets UNC at UVA on Sunday afternoon. So they just keep cranking out the hits. Wes Durham, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm good, David. Great to be with you, man. Thank you. It's not your job to speculate about the status of the head coach on the team that uh, pays some of your bills. Uh, but what can you tell us about how Arthur Blank, incredibly successful as an MLS franchise owner and also right. to some extent as the Falcons owner, uh, what do we know about Dan Quinn as we have, you know, just unusual dynamics with the Panthers visiting the Falcons and both out of the playoff picture? Yeah, it's interesting for sure. I think um, I think Mr. Blank said a couple different weeks ago, he, he spoke after about three straight games and then I don't think talked very much at all after the Thanksgiving night game against New Orleans. And so, therefore, Atlanta really had played since then, so really no reason to, to discuss or speculate. I, I think it's going to continue to evolve. I think the two wins that they had in New Orleans and in Charlotte kind of buoyed some people's confidence maybe about this season, but you know they may have traded it all back with the loss to Tampa and certainly last Thursday night on, on Thanksgiving when they played uh, when they played New Orleans and didn't win. So, you know, Matt Ryan's been beat up pretty good in a, in a tight span. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Atlanta plays on Sunday, just as I'm sure Panther fans are probably interested to see how uh, Perry Fuel and Scott Turner calling plays and all the things that David Tepper had to say this week. And yet, to be honest with you, DG, I expect the Panthers to play pretty hard because of their respect for Ron Rivera. Um, I think you see that a little bit more in the NFL than you do in the college game. There, there's very uh, clear evidence there was a, a tight connection between Rivera and his team. Yeah. And I, th I think that will definitely be on the field Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. In terms of Dan Quinn and his status, I think obviously we're down to the end of the year before any kind of final decision has been made. Uh, Jeff Schultz of the Athletic and Jason Budd, who covers the Falcons of the Athletic, in my opinion, have done a tremendous job kind of gauging the meter, if you will, uh, every week. And uh, I'm of the belief now with four to go, there's not real, you know, I don't think a lot's going to change yeah. in the next four weeks, certainly from a playoff status, but at the same time, the decision-making process, I'm not sure where it is to start with. And what ultimately ends up maybe a little more evolved than people think. And I think that's part of the reason you're going to see it at the end of the season. West Durham joining us on Twitter. He is at West Durham every weekday. You can catch him on Packer and Durham on the ACC network mornings, voice of the Atlanta Falcons, voice of the ACC, moving from the professional to the college ranks. Uh, mm -hmm. Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers are going for ACC football title five in a row. Uh, the Virginia Cavaliers, of course, this year's opponent. Before we get to that matchup, Dabo put out 
a passionate defense of kind of ACC football, certainly his Clemson Tigers, and he's kind of playing that disrespect card a little bit. Do you believe, knowing Dabo as you've gotten to know him over the years, is that mostly for internal purposes, or does he believe either someone on the committee, the playoff committee, or many in the media unfairly uh, describe either ACC football generally or his Clemson Tigers specifically? Well, I don't think anybody on the committee does because nobody on the committee talks, right? right. Um, so let's take the committee out of it. I think if he were talking to anybody, he were talking – uh, he was talking to his team and then maybe the media. and uh, But specifically, I think he's talking to his team. And he chooses an interesting pulpit to do it from, certainly. But at the same time, I think it also is a that's the 21st century way of spreading the message. <laughs> and, um, you know, because sometimes you get distracted 18 to 22-year-olds these days. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally think he's um, – I personally think he's had a really good year coaching this football team and building this football team. When you think about the fact that everybody from a national perspective was looking to take pops at them, you know, in July over the schedule. Uh, and really that was the first chance they had to say anything about Clemson because the last time anybody saw them, they were ripping Alabama. So Clemson though has shown the one trait I thought they had. And I guess I was right to speculate on it back then is I thought they'd get better as the year went on. Um, and I think they have gotten better, and I think they're getting better, which is scary for LSU and Ohio State and whoever else shows up in the whole, in the playoff, right? Um, but I think Dabo's done a really, really interesting job. I think people don't – they like the all-shucks Dabo. They don't like the stern force right, of Dabo right. from a national perspective. But I think you and I and people in this market and, and the, in the conference footprint who follow Clemson understand it. But let's be honest, we're probably a little weary, too, of the of the beating the ACC's taken from a national perspective because, you know, Mark and I talked about this this morning briefly. I, I think a lot of people want to go back to when Florida State went 70-2, and two, right? Right. And I'm not so sure. I, I think the league's a lot better than it was then, Dave, to be honest yeah. with you. I think it's a, a lot better league. Um, but Clemson is just that dominant the team. And, you know, look, Ohio State's essentially – you know, taking a piece out of everybody in the Big Ten along the way, too, with Wisconsin to play tomorrow. And I think you could make the same argument about Ohio State. Yeah, they've lost occasionally. But reality is they're beating everybody and beating everybody with, uh, with a lot of ease, to be, to be perfectly honest. West Durham joining us on the David Glenn Show at West Durham. Great college basketball all weekend long on the ACC Network. Mm. Duke at Virginia Tech tonight. State at Wake tomorrow afternoon. UNC at Virginia among your options. All of those on the ACC Network. One of the great voices of the ACC Network. West Durham joining us on the David Glenn Show. Uh, the votes came out. I don't even remember if you cast an official ballot or not, but Travis Etienne, Travis yeah, the player of the year. Uh, Sam Howell of Carolina, the freshman of the year. Scott Satterfield of Louisville, the coach of the year. Isaiah Simmons of Clemson, the linebacker, the defensive player of the year. Uh, and there were others. Did, uh, did you feel like those announced were the right ones, or was there anyone on your ballot that uh, you think was you know, left out unnecessarily or unfairly? Well, Travis Etienne certainly has, has had a marvelous career at Clemson, but I think anybody on Clemson, could be the player of the year in the ACC from an offensive perspective. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has been sensational since Chapel Hill, right? Yeah. Um, you know, Higgins and Ross are dynamic. Uh, you got guys in the offensive line. Cervink is at the top of a lot of the analytical numbers from a 
from the offensive line standpoint. Now, Roddy Jones and I, and Roddy has coached me into this with film work, okay? Um, and I'll just say this. I think Isaiah Simmons is the best defensive player in college football. Wow. And I think he is the best defensive player and the player of the year in the ACC. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Travis Etienne. I'm just telling you that Isaiah Simmons is the best three-level defensive player in college football. Um, he plays at depth. He plays in the box. He plays with his hand on the ground. And David, having talked to about five coaches who have played Clemson not long after playing Clemson, we, we just happened to spin through a cycle of teams that played the Tigers. And for all the offensive stars that they have, the very first name that came up when talking about Clemson with each of those coaches was Isaiah Simmons. Um, and I, I'm a, I, I may be wrong on this, uh, but I think he's going to have a tremendous impact in the uh, in the postseason, and I think he's going to have a tremendous professional career. He is a dynamic, dynamic football player. And if you have a chance just to watch him, and if you get the right camera angles on some of these second screen deals and have a chance to watch him, it's unbelievable how much he impacts the game. I thought there were at least six good ACC coaching jobs, at least three yeah. very good to great ones, and those three got the most votes. Among Bronco Mendenhall of UVA, Dabo Sweeney of Clemson, and the guy who got the most votes, Scott Satterfield of Louisville, uh, how did you kind of break your tie among many good candidates? Well, I looked at what a, what a you know pile of hot garbage Louisville was last year, number one. Number two, they led the nation in players entering the transfer portal. And number three, they play in the harder division, and their non-conference schedule is no joke, right? Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I leaned to Sat because I thought he just did an unbelievable job not only getting them to be something they weren't a year ago, which was a collective team <laughs> that had a mission, <laughs> as opposed to 85 guys going every which direction and, you know, not knowing where the coach's office was. Um, I think that he built a strong culture and a go-get-it culture right from the start. I think Dwayne Ledford deserves a lot of credit. So does Gunnar Brewer, our friend from over in Chapel Hill from years ago. I think there's there's a handful of things that went right for Louisville, and they battled injury. Um, you know, Dabo is falling into Coach K territory when it comes to Coach of the Year, right? Yeah, Let's be honest. true. Um, now, I, I, Bronco Mendenhall's four-year, five-year build is really, really solid. But in terms of a one-year immediacy and an impact, there, there's no doubt in my mind that Sat did, uh, did as good a job as anybody in the country, let alone the ACC. Last thing for you, West Durham, of course, busy with the Falcons in the NFL, busy with the ACC football on a weekly and even daily basis. I know you're still, despite those responsibilities, an intense observer of ACC basketball. So mm -hmm. since we're jumping back into conference play this weekend and the ACC network has all those big games that I mentioned, yeah. I'm going to give you my very brief outline and you just give me feedback. I see okay. Duke and Louisville in whatever order you want to put them as the only two great teams I've seen so far in this league. I see BC and Wake and Miami and Clemson as probably not having enough horses at the bottom four. And then I see a whole bunch of shades of gray in between. What do you think? Um, I think you're probably close to it. I, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued by NC State. I'm intrigued by Pittsburgh. Um, 
I'm really intrigued by what Mike Young's doing at Virginia yeah, Tech. Yeah, about that? Um, Georgia Tech does not have its best player, may not have its best player until mid-January, and Jose Alvarado, from a leadership standpoint. Um, but James Banks and Michael DeVoe are able to cover up some of those wards, right? Yeah. Um, I think Florida State is still trying to find a way. Their depth is – early on, I'm always fascinated by the depth and how many he tries to play and how does he work in the rotations. Uh, I think Louisville is the most complete team right now. I think when Cassie Stanley comes back, Duke could be right there with them. Yeah. Um, I think you're right about the bottom for the most part. I think Miami, Chris likes is great, but the rest of it I just don't know. Um, I think Carolina and Virginia have challenges. And, and here's the other thing too, Dave. I think the injury thing is playing a role in some of the development of these teams. Certainly, you can look at Carolina now with Baycott joining, you know, Anthony right. being banged up and Manley out and things like that. It, it's going to get really interesting to see kind of what happens with both Carolina and Virginia. Virginia has to find a guy who they can go to when the chips are down to score the ball. Right. That's the other thing I've noticed. It is interesting. Braxton Key is out for UVA right now. Cassius Stanley's out for Duke right now. Armando Baycott is out right now for the Tar Heels. And you know how these coaches love their practice time as they try to get better well, week, week and month to month. Yeah, and here's the other thing, too. Robbie Carmody's done for the year at Notre Dame after an ACL the other night against Maryland. We mentioned Alvarado. I mean, you can go down the list yeah. here. Yeah. I think it's interesting to kind of look at the, the variables that face each team. Um, but I, I do know one thing. Mike Young can slap coach it now. I mean, everybody knew that in this footprint who saw him in the Southern Conference at Wofford. Um, and, and tonight will be interesting. Interesting from the standpoint that Blacksburg has sometimes been a house of horrors for yeah. Duke, right? But Vernon Carey is a battleship inside now. I mean, that is a guy, the old Al McGuire aircraft carrier. Right. And you want to land the ball with Vernon Carey. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I'm excited to see kind of how Virginia Tech designs. And they played Duke before when Mike was at Wofford in the NCAA tournament. So I'll, I'll be interested to see kind of how Virginia Tech goes about it tonight. And I think Trey Jones and Wilbisa Beattie will be a, a bit hell of a show for people watching the ballgame for sure. Well put, West Durham, ACC Network, Atlanta Falcons, and more. The mayor of the Atlantic Coast Conference <laughs> on Twitter at West Durham. Have a great weekend, man. As always, appreciate the visit. Happy holidays to you and yours. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. And I know you got a lot of listeners in the Old North State. And uh, Pac and I will be live at the ACC Fan Fest tomorrow. And Hope to meet many of your listeners who are in town for the championship. Excellent. Game. We'll be right down the road on Mint Street. You can find Packer and Durham a little bit down the road. You can find all of us in and around Bank of America Stadium on Saturday night and leading up to that matchup between Clemson and UVA. That's West Durham. It's back to your free-for-all Friday phone calls on the other side. Reminder for big tailgate tour reasons, we will be right out front of the residence in Uptown, which is on Mint Street. I think it's between Fan Fest and Bank of America Stadium. But you can come see us from 4 to 7 p.m. Residence in Uptown, the place we stay every time we visit the Queen City of North Carolina. One of the many wonderful properties from Summit Hospitality, where when the David Glenn Show or the Big Tailgate Tour folks travel, we stay at Summit Hospitality properties all across the great state, including 
residents in Uptown in the Queen City of Charlotte. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Again, kickoff 730 between the Wahoos and the Tigers. Our tents, games, Continental Tire Toss, and prizes, even DG Show t-shirts if you'd like one, uh, will be right there at the residence in Uptown from 4 to 7 p.m., leaving a little time to scoot over to the stadium for the 7.30 kickoff. 1-800-849-2761. It's you and me and your phone calls the rest of the way. You pick the topics, you ask the questions, you file the complaints. In sports radio, we always hear we talk too much about this and not enough about that. It's one of the many reasons we created Free For All Friday long ago. You can be next with your question, comment, or complaint. I have more on the NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA weekend to come. The NHL, golf, baseball, boxing, and soccer actually are also in the headlines. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761. We're glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show. Roy Williams, welcome yeah. back to the David Glenn Show. Last year, two chains came walking by, and he reached his hand yeah. down and uh, shook my hand and said, two chains. And about five seconds after he walked away, I said, I missed a great opportunity. I should have said three rings. vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. There's Svechnikov in front. He scores! Gardner, Fogel, far side. Gardner scores! Jake Gardner right down Broadway. Third shooter for the Canes. He'll delay. He scores! Andre Svechnikov makes it look easy. The Sharks captain the final hope. That's all! Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. A little John Forslund for you from the Hurricanes 3-2 shootout win over San Jose last night. We have a lot on our mind. We're coming to your calls right now. NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA. I mentioned the Hurricanes. Thrilling, nasty, bad-blooded shootout win over San Jose. They host Eric Stahl in the Minnesota Wild tomorrow night at PNC Arena. I will not be there because Darren and I and our staff are headed to Charlotte for the ACC title game and the final stop on the 2019 Big Tailgate Tour driven by Continental Tire. We are coming back to your phone calls right now. If you have a question, a comment, or a complaint, remember you steer the ship the rest of the way as we are halfway to Margaritaville. Jonathan Jones of CBS in the books on the NFL. Wes Durham of the ACC Network also in the books. You can be next boxing fan baseball fans, golf fans, soccer fans, hockey fans, and others have something to be excited about on the weekend that awaits us. And, of course, football is front and center, college and pro, week 14 action in the NFL, and championship week action in college football. One quick note from elsewhere in sports radio as we come back to your calls, 1-800-849-2761. Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones was a guest on a scheduled sports radio interview earlier today. Now, remember, his Cowboys lost to Chicago 31-24 last night. Dallas has lost three straight. They have a losing record now, but they do still lead the NFC East, where the Giants and Washington are horrible, and where the Philadelphia Eagles, while not horrible, also have a losing record. According to those on the Dallas Cowboys beat, Jason Garrett has essentially been told, you either win the Super Bowl here in year 10 of your tenure as the head coach of the Cowboys, or you're fired. And Jerry Jones, for those who don't know, loves Jason Garrett, like calls him almost like a son, his affection for a guy who once played quarterback for the Cowboys and has had while a tumultuous relationship with Big Jerry 
certainly one that is more positive than negative, and certainly one where Jerry Jones at various other times has given Jason Garrett the benefit of the doubt. Ron Rivera let go after almost nine seasons with the Panthers. At least Ron four years ago took the Panthers all the way to the Super Bowl. Ron, four playoff trips in nine years. Jason Garrett has never taken the Cowboys to a Super Bowl, much less won one, and he's been the head coach at Dallas longer than Ron Rivera was in Carolina by about a year. So Jerry Jones is in a bad mood for a lot of these different reasons. So he's a guest on sports radio today. As we come to Matt in Greensboro, Carter is in Winston-Salem. Others want in from Boone and Asheville and Wilmington and Greenville. You can join us at 1-800-849-2761. Darren Vaught, you are aware of the purpose of the dump button in sports radio. Uh, could you describe quickly to the listeners what the dump button is why it's needed and how it functions briefly yeah so uh without getting too deep into it we are broadcast on a delay so what you hear actually occurred about six seconds before you're hearing it therefore with the dump button it will drop all of the previous six seconds while tying the audio together so that you don't realize there's that big of a gap just in case someone drops a curse word that we are not allowed to say the FCC has large fines if certain words make their way to the airwaves. So if an angry caller, you know, people have asked me how many times have any of my shows with any of the stations I've worked with or any studio that I've been in, how often have we used the dump button in 20 years of my career? And I, I think it's five or fewer. And I know I don't get past a single hand. But do you know the most important thing to know about the dump button jerry jones by the way required the use of the dump button twice in the same interview earlier today because he used the longer version of a phrase you may know as two letters bs now you can say bs to get your point across everybody knows what you mean but you didn't say the longer version that distinction is kind of important so the first time jerry said it they bleeped him out or they dumped the hit the dump button again. The listener does not hear the last six seconds of what was said. Jerry later in the same interview said it again. So they had to dump again. And then they actually hung up on Jerry Jones on the premise that they weren't sure where he was going next. Like, did he, does he forget that he is on terrestrial radio where these rules apply? You can be in other forms of the media you know, it's like the difference between a show on HBO, cable, or a show on ABC, NBC, Fox, etc., CBS, you know, network broadcasting. There are all sorts of restrictions on the network over-the-air broadcasting, bad words and otherwise, and HBO doesn't have to play by those rules. Neither do the other cable outlets. Do you know the other most important part, Darren, most of the time? I mean, 99 times out of 100... If you require the use of the dump button, it is not going to be because your host screwed up. It is not going to be because the producer screwed up. It's almost never going to be because your invited guest forgets the rules. Like we had that happen with Mike Tyson. The boxer was a guest on our show. And we had to bleep out Mike Tyson because, you know, I mean, Mike is Mike. Mike. Mike doesn't know or care whether you're having him on for Showtime or HBO versus, you know, a syndicated statewide sports radio show in North Carolina where, yeah, the words you choose matter more. Do you know the other part of hitting the dump button? It, it, because, again, 99 times out of 100, 
It is an angry or forgetful caller. It is not your guest or a host. It's an angry or forgetful and sometimes just mean-spirited caller. You know what you got to do once you hit the dump button? Make sure you hang up on the caller. Because you know what happens if you have to repeatedly use the dump button? It doesn't work as well as it was intended. You can't just repeatedly hit the dump button. No, but w- w- the way the mechanics work, as I mentioned, it's on a six-second delay. Every time you, you hit the dump button, it catches back up to real time, so you have to reset the delay. It takes a little while to build back up. Yep. And, and this is fascinating to me because I'm a trained writer and editor and somehow fell into this award-winning sports radio show by accident <laughs> a long time ago. That's another story for another day. But Jerry Jones was repeatedly dumped and didn't quite get it, and that's why they actually had to hang up on him. The, the the station's general manager was asked, you know, did Jerry just get frustrated and hang up on you guys? And he said, no, we had to hang up on him, call Jerry back, and explain to him, dude, you just can't keep dropping these words on this sports radio station, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. You can't do that, dude, even if you're the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. You got to stop. So apparently he rejoined and did finish the interview without further BS references, the longer version. But just remember that, Darren. Hitting the dump button, yes, saves us from the SEC fines or FCC fines and uh, penalties. But don't forget to hang up on the caller as well because Jerry Jones tested how it works when you have to go double dump button, and even he – was hung up on in the end. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. There's nobody in the NFL that's any more responsible for what's going on out on the field than me. Grammatically incorrect, but we'll give Jerry a pass on that. I certainly have that kind of frustration as well. The interview got off to a rocky start when Jones told the host to, quote, get your damn act together. Jerry Jones added that he didn't like the host's attitude. Dad, you've been with me for four years. Have you, have you had guests, invited guests, all sorts of listeners and callers that get upset with me, but any invited guests really upset with me? I, I can't. mean, a couple maybe over a handful of years, but not, I mean, nothing to this degree that would come on and, and state as much within the interview with you. Later in the interview, Jones dropped the BS longer version twice, leading the call to be disconnected after the delay button was successfully pressed in each of the first two incidents. 1-800-849-2761. Again, your four years, have we had to use the dump button? I think once. Once in four years? Once in four years. So we have that going for us. Of course, we've never had Jerry Jones as a guest either. (laughs) Lee is in Greenville and next on the David Glenn Show. Welcome to Free For All Friday. Hey, Lee, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Doing well. Hey, I'm a, co- I'm a college football fan, and I just got a quick question for you, and right. I'd just like to get your comments sure. on it. Um, what's more important, like an SEC championship or the college national championship? And, and to put it in perspective, would it be beneficial for a team like LSU to maybe lay down and you know, not play Joe Burrow during the SEC championship game you know, and save them for the college football playoff? That is that is only a topic in like bars and on message boards. It is never a topic among competitive people like coaches and players. I'm sure we could imagine one in the real world, like an NFL team has already clinched home field advantage throughout the playoffs and then they play their backups, et cetera. But number one, LSU would not be guaranteed 
not be guaranteed a Final Four spot if it just, you know, got waxed by Georgia. Wouldn't even be guaranteed a spot, of course, if it lost close game to the Bulldogs. So it's an interesting hypothetical. I just don't think it's very practical at all. And LSU is going to empty the effort bucket to try to beat Georgia. And Georgia is going to empty the effort bucket to try to beat LSU. And they're both going to play as if their seasons are on the line because you don't know what's going to happen elsewhere. And keep in mind, if you're LSU, Ohio State beats Wisconsin, Big Ten, 13-0 champion. Clemson beats UVA, ACC, 13-0 champion. They're definitely in. LSU loses to Georgia. Georgia is definitely in. So now if you're LSU and you lose, either genuinely you lose or in one of these crazy, you know, why not lay down, why not rest your best players? Again, that is not in anybody's conversation in the real world. It is simply out there in fantasy land. But just for fun, if you play fantasy land, those are three locks for the final four if LSU loses to Georgia and those other two teams win. Do you really want to be a non-conference champion LSU? Do you really want to poke the committee in the eye by saying, we dare you to leave us out because we're resting our best players? And, you know, whatever. We've heard the theory that, you know, more money for the SEC. You know, LSU should lose to Georgia so that the Southeastern Conference gets two teams in. Man, you're, you're rolling the dice. You're messing with the integrity game. And I believe that if you lost that way, even if it was a close game, the committee would look for any possible reason to leave you out. Remember the rule is, if you're not a Power 5 conference champion, you must be unequivocally better than somebody who is. So let's see. 13-0 Clemson is in. 13-0 Ohio State is in in this hypothetical. 12-1 SEC champ Georgia is in. You think they're really going to take an LSU team that laid down on purpose? Again, no coach or player would do this in college football, period. Will not happen, hasn't happened, won't happen. But they would basically say, hey, uh, 12-1 and Utah, if the Utes beat Oregon tonight, looks pretty good. Or 12-1 and Oklahoma, if the Sooners beat the Bears tomorrow, looks good. Those are Power 5 conference champions that are 12-1. and you're a 12-1 and non-conference champion if you're LSU and you lay down that way. I think they would, if they would leave you out, if not for legitimate reasons, just to spite you, and more importantly, send a message to all other teams in all future years under even somewhat similar circumstances. Don't you dare try to play the system that way, or we are going to leave you out while laughing at you and poking you right back in the eye. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. More free-for-all Friday phone calls on the other side. Chris in Greensboro has the coaching carousel on his mind. Carl in Sanford has college football on his mind. You can be next with your question or comment. Duke is at Virginia Tech tonight in college hoops. NC State is at Wake Forest tomorrow afternoon in college hoops. UNC visits UVA on Sunday afternoon. The rest of the weekend involves at least four really good NFL matchups on Sunday. All of the conference championship games, either tonight in the Pac-12's case or tomorrow in every other league's case. There's a heavyweight boxing championship match 
the first ever in the Middle East tomorrow afternoon. Andy Ruiz Jr. going against Anthony Joshua of England. Ruiz upset Joshua back in June with a seventh round knockout. If you're a boxing fan, you have a heavyweight title bout to look forward to tomorrow. Major League Baseball continues to spit out new free agency signees. If you're a fan of the World Series champion Washington Nationals, here's some good news. Howie Kendrick has been re-signed to a one-year deal. He was the NLCS MVP last year, if I remember correctly. The bad news, Nationals owner Mark Lerner said yesterday, or it might have been earlier today, there is no way the World Series champions can afford to re-sign both star pitcher Steven Strasburg in his early 30s or star slugger Anthony Rendon in his late 20s. One or the other, yes, but that's just how these things work, even in a sport where there is not quite the traditional salary cap. Uh, Mark, Werner, Mark Lerner pays the bills and says, can't keep both, got to decide which one and at what, what price. But they do re-sign Howie Kendrick today to a one-year deal. The golf world continues to spin. A fantastic 18-man field in the Bahamas as we speak. Captain America Patrick Reed is playing well there and will help represent the USA in next week's President's Cup in Australia. The Canes are back in action after last night's bad blood win over the Sharks. They host the Minnesota Wild tomorrow night at PNC Arena. Good luck to the Canes. We would usually say hope to see you there, but we will be in Charlotte as UVA takes on Clemson for the ACC football championship. 1-800-849-2761. More football, more college hoops, and more phone calls. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can be next on the David Glenn Show. The head devil, David Cutcliffe. You guys have a unique ability to, to just do it right. You know, all the fans... They're always going to defend their programs, and they should. Sometimes we all make somebody at another program mad or angry, but you guys are very fair to everybody. The David Glenn Show. Life could be a dream. Life could be a dream. Do, 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 shaboom. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Hey, Darren, when are you turning the page to Christmas or holiday music? Yeah, I'll, we'll sprinkle it in over the next couple of weeks. It's only December 6th. Yeah, definitely the days leading up to Christmas. It'll, it'll ramp up as we get closer. Some people are very sensitive about that. Too soon, too late. I kind of go with the flow on such things. I like Christmas music. Yeah, once Thanksgiving's over, you're not going to offend me with Christmas music. I just, I just ask that perhaps my favorite holiday doesn't get overlooked. And that is? Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. No, you're good. You even got to spend it at the Glen House this time. Yeah, as has been the case. What, three out of the past four years? It's like we have another child. 1-800-849-2761. Chris is in Greensboro and has Ron Rivera and the NFL on his mind. Carl is in Sanford and has college football on his mind. They are two of the headliners for the weekend to come, of course. Let's go to Chris in the spirit of Free For All Friday and let the callers lead the way. You can follow by dialing right now for your question and comment, 1-800-849-2761. Chris, welcome to the program. Go right ahead. Hey, yeah, just uh, wanted your opinion on what you think a good fit would be. I was looking at, uh, you know, obviously Carolina Panthers just let go Ron Rivera. Um, Kitchens, there's always been talk now these past couple weeks. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Um, you know, what Ron Rivera would bring would obviously be discipline. Um, I think that would be a great fit. What's yeah. your opinion? Yeah, I think it's among the possible fits for Ron Rivera. Now, Freddie Kitchens, of course, has not been fired yet, so we're just playing the what-if game here. 
I could see Jacksonville being interested in Ron Rivera. You know, Doug Marone is kind of hanging on by a thread there. Remember that Dave Gettleman, former Panthers GM, is the Giants GM. And Pat Shermer is hanging by a thread, not yet officially fired, but expected to be so after his uh, second season in his case. Now, that's assuming Gettleman stays with the Giants. Who knows? If if Gettleman gets fired, too, well, then maybe not so much. Uh, It would be interesting to see if Atlanta would be interested in Ron Rivera, right? Just steal somebody from your NFC South rival and use his expertise against his former team, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, There are a lot. Dallas, of course, may have an opening. Um, Detroit may have an opening. Washington already has an opening. And when you start thinking around, I mean, Ron Rivera is going to be an NFL head coach next year. Best coach in Panthers history, winning record, Super Bowl trip, four, four playoff seasons in nine years, and really four in seven years when Cam Newton was healthy. Uh, that's what people are going to remember. And Ron Rivera was defiantly proud of his track record while otherwise just being you know, incredibly gracious with the media and fans on his way out the door at that amicable divorce press conference earlier this week that we brought a lot of it to you. Uh, but I see the fit that you see. Cleveland needs discipline for sure. Um, Ron Rivera would bring in an offensive coordinator that meshes with Baker Mayfield. The Browns were talented enough to be a playoff team this year. That's the bottom line. And I haven't said that about the Cleveland Browns very often since the turn of the century. They had enough dudes to make the playoffs this year. Freddie Kitchens, they gave a guy a chance as a first-time head coach, and he hasn't been all that impressive, to be honest. And, And the team has played without discipline. So, yeah, I don't know how Ron Rivera feels about living in Cleveland, I don't know how Ron Rivera feels about that ownership group. Um, He's a guy who makes a lot of career decisions based on life decisions with his wife, Stephanie. Uh, You know, he had a good relationship with Jerry Richardson. Hard to totally calibrate what his relationship was like with David Tepper. Definitely mutual respect. But I, I think David Tepper, coming from his hedge fund mega billionaire background, was a little bit more of a pushy, you'll do it my way kind of guy. Uh, You know, embrace analytics or risk being shown the door. And some believe that David Tepper's desire for a blend of old school discipline, which Ron Rivera could write the book on, and new school football, which Ron Rivera kind of begrudgingly was slowly starting to embrace. A lot of people think that that, along with half-empty stadiums at Bank of America and home losses to lowly teams like two-win Atlanta and two-win Washington. Those were the straws that broke the camel's back. But there's no doubt that Ron Rivera is universally respected by players, universally respected by front office people. It's just a guessing game as to which owner feels that way about Ron Rivera. And whether or not, Ron Rivera strikes me as the kind of guy that If he doesn't feel good about you as an owner, the way he definitely trusted Jerry Richardson, the guy who hired him in the first place, you know, he doesn't have to jump in. He says he's taking this month off, and then he's going to field phone calls and find the right fit. There could be as many as eight vacancies. That's one quarter of the entire league. Now, one of those is Carolina, so, of course, he's not re-signing with the Panthers. But, you know, that gives you seven different options I don't think Jerry Jones would be beating down Ron Rivera's door if the Cowboys, as expected, end up with a vacancy. But I could see most of those others being interested in Ron Rivera, and I could see most of those others uh, getting some interest from Ron Rivera in return. 1-800-849-2761. 
is your ticket into the program. Jimmy Buffett will take us into the weekend on the other side as we come down the stretch. He has a song called Lovely Cruise, As Hard As We Try. We know we sometimes steer you into the sports rocks here on the David Glenn Show. But we want you to think of noon to three statewide in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns. We want you to think of it as much as possible as a lovely cruise through the sports world and the sports headlines as we tackle them nationally, internationally, and of course, those impacting us right here in the great state of North Carolina. I'll have final thoughts. We'll have some TV picks as we head to Charlotte for the ACC title game. And as we send many of you to PNC Arena to watch the Canes host the Minnesota Wild, it is the final home game before a two-week-long five-game road trip for the Canes, so get to PNC tonight, or tomorrow night, rather, if you can. It is Star Wars night, in addition to being kind of Eric Stahl night with the Minnesota Wild visiting your Carolina Hurricanes. 1-800-849-2761. We will be coming down the stretch next on The David Glenn Show. I believe it is the NBA's turn in the line dance, and I don't think they can dance. I don't think they can dance as well as DG dances, and I'm only a three or a four. The David Glenn Show, weekdays at noon. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. Little lovely cruise from Jimmy Buffett. The godfather of the David Glenn Show, unofficially, of course. Darren, you know uh, many of my favorite quotes because I beat you over the head with them. I hope it's a life lesson or two in there rather than an annoyance. You remember the luck is the residue of design. Luck is the residue of design. Think about that one. One of my ten favorite quotes of all time. Think about it. Luck is the residue of design. What many attribute to the forces of the universe or fortune often just the byproduct of a smart design luck is the residue of design i also love variety is the spice of life you've heard that one before true in sports true in life true in business true in travel true in food variety is the spice of life there's some variety in the sports menu this weekend eh if you're a boxing fan, you get the heavyweight boxing match over in Saudi Arabia. Andy Ruiz Jr. against Anthony Joshua tomorrow. If you're a golf fan, you get the Bahamas field with Tiger Woods and Patrick Reed. This week, you get the President's Cup in Australia next week. If you're a Canes fan, they're back in the win column. They host Eric Stahl in Minnesota on Star Wars night tomorrow night. If you're a football fan, you've got everything. Baltimore, Buffalo, San Fran, New Orleans, KC, New England, Seattle, and the Rams. At the college level, you know my favorites. Georgia, LSU, that's tomorrow. Utah, Oregon, that's tonight. And best wishes to App State against Louisiana with the Sun Belt title on the line. Good luck to the Lenore Ryan as well in the D2 playoffs. A lot of college hoops. Good luck to Duke State, Carolina, and Wake. We'll see you Monday right here on the David Glenn Show. Mr. President, Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.